This is Frugal Forever. This is a podcast about money. I'm Josie Parsons and that other voice is Katie Cunningham. So today we are joined by one of our favorite people in the world. Her name is Amelia Marshall. Um, and Amelia, well, it would really help if I had your bio in front of me, but I don't. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell people what I know about you. Um, she's great at pottery. She used to work at Triple J. She used to work at Junkie with us. She was the editor of The Cusp. Uh, and she's currently working at Canva. Um but yeah, she's a very good friend of mine and Katie's and she's also one of my mentors. So yeah, it's very cool to have you on the podcast because you're very inspirational, not just in a money sense, but in a career sense as well. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. This is very fun. And I think you're good at uh, calling bullshit as well. Like you might, you might call me out on some things on this episode and I'm keen for it. Oh, Great. Yeah, someone needs to start calling Katie out. <laughs> it's heavily it's weighted. It's not going to be juicy. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So this week we're talking about beauty and the cost of beauty and just how much money you spend on your hair, your makeup, cost of being a woman, living under the patriarchy, et cetera, et cetera. Something I spend a lot of money on. I spent heaps of money on. And Amelia, you really helped me in this department to remember when we were working together and I had terrible acne and then you helped me find lots of different products and one of the ones that you recommended to me was like the vico turmeric cream oh yeah that that? stuff that smells like sandalwood in a very intense way it's really intense my partner won't let me wear it anymore because he's like it's yeah it's a lot and every time i smell turmeric i think of putting that on my face (laughs) but it was pretty good it didn't work with hormonal acne but you know yeah, it feels nice. <laughs> worth um, a shot. Worth a shot. <laughs> like, and it only literally. costs about $7. So when yeah. you're thinking about frugal beauty, definitely goes a long way. So I want to talk about how much we all spend on beauty. Yeah, because I feel like it's something that solely applies to women. Like, yes, men spend money on beauty, but not in the sense that women are pressured to and feel like they need to. So I feel like it's a very, um, it's a very interesting one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. some when some men wear makeup, some men use skincare, but not yeah. definitely not. It's not as mandated as it is for women. It's not framed in the same way. I think you know, luxe beard oils are a real thing, but mm. it's not really seen as oh, it's beauty. It's just grooming. Mm. Totally. And you're not guilted if you don't do it. I mean, I will guilt a man who doesn't wear a good beard oil. Ooh. <laughs> are you joking? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Amelia, how much do you spend on beauty in a year? Did you look oh, at Oh, wow. You went and asked me straight away. Gosh, that's yeah. really unfair. Because <laughs> I, I don't even know how much you guys spend. This is very revealing, yeah, that's isn't a, it? that's the yeah. point. You know, yeah. putting you on the spot. Um, so, including hair, I spend around six. $1,600. Sorry, I was doing maths in my head. Um, $1,600. A year? A year. Including your hair? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know whether that's... It's compared to my number. It's good. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 It makes me feel guilty for my number, but we will get to that soon. So how much, how often would you get your hair done and how much does that cost? My hair 
Well, my hairdresser, when I started seeing him, I went to him because he was a junior stylist and I chose on price alone, but then I really like him now. And, uh, he unfortunately has risen in the ranks, not unfortunately, but, uh, unfortunately for my wallet Mm -hmm. and now costs $130. Oh my God. Mm. No, I feel like if you get a cut in color, right? I don't get color. No. I damn that's natural what? yeah if you guys could see Amelia's hair oof. I mean we'll put in a picture of her on our Instagram <laughs> but oh damn that's a good blonde you've got yeah if I was getting it colored I think a friend went to the same hairdresser not my hairdresser but the same salon and she got a cut in color and it was about five hundred dollars oh that is one appointment. I, if I could spit my wine over this living room, which I'm not going to do, I would. Not my rug. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Are that's you shocked? Awful. Some people are paying that much every six weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am shocked, but I think, I think that it just depends on what each person needs to do. If that makes sense, that like I have brown hair so it's very low maintenance i cut it myself i never go to a hairdresser it costs me like nothing but i understand that for blondes you just have to go to the hairdresser all the time like that's just how it works no 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 no. life hack sorry that's probably very off brand for this podcast (laughs) life hack um i use a spray in lightning product from john frieda i mean i do have quite light hair anyway but it just brings it up a notch makes it a little bit brighter and a purple shampoo from Priceline. The spray costs $14. It lasts me, you know, about a year, maybe six months at the, if I'm really going hard. Uh, and the purple shampoo, it's also like $12 or something. So there are ways around it. You don't need to get that but salon stuff. And it's also like I have blonde, I mean, sort of blonde hair. I get it dyed, but it's more like foils to make it look like a bit natural kind of billiage. Mm. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> hey, don't laugh at me. Sorry, it's just funny. <laughs> what, what is funny about that? I'm trying to explain my hair. I don't know. Just you being a bottle blonde was just funny. I don't know. Go on. God, anything I say is just fucking humor to you. Um, no, but I go to a home salon in Winston Hills. cost me $160. Yeah. For a cut, yeah. And color. cut color and blow dry. Nice. I know. That's good value. But it's also like... I feel like there's lots of places. I mean, she's. I know she's really cheap, but I feel like there would be lots of places. She's also very good. Not in the city. Mm. Not in the inner city. Mm, it really true. is mm. just super expensive. And I think it depends on knowing someone who does that as well. Like, that's true. That's, that's true. not a thing you can just like really Google and find a good thing. You know, it's like it's insider information. Yeah, this lady <laughs> actually doesn't have like a website or Facebook mm, page. She just has like clients that she always sees. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I rescind my statement. Well, sidebar, if you want to save money on getting your hair done, follow um, my method and date a guy who works at your hairdresser so then you can never go back. <laughs> That's what I did. That's why I spend no money on my hair. So, what else goes into that $1,600 mm. of beauty a year? Like, what do you think is the most expensive thing? So, it's almost an even split between hair and beauty. And... um. I know you're making that face right now, but he's risen through the ranks very quickly from the $80 <laughs> no. to $130. <laughs> no, I was more shocked because I don't spend that much money on my hair. Yeah, Like, right. I don't spend half of my beauty budget on my hair. I would probably spend 20% of it. Mm. Yeah, that's that was why I was making a face. I made a somewhat misguided resolution a couple of years ago. When I got my current job, actually, I was like, I'm just going to get 
my haircut every six weeks like they tell you to in the magazines because I just wanted to feel like I was a put-together adult. And, I mean, that's kind of how they get you, isn't it? It's all these sort of things about what it takes to be a groomed person, which is always so much more for a woman Mm. than a man. But I just decided to do that and I stand by that decision, except I haven't had a cut since January and it's May. So I also have broken that resolution. But Mm. also your hair looks really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Cool. But it also looks good when you still do it. I don't know. We'll have to provide lots of pictures on the... Yeah. 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 We will. <laughs> Sometimes I forget this is a podcast and people can't just see what I can see. <laughs> uh, so I've got a few standbys that I can just really rely on. And I think that that's kind of the key to my spending on beauty is I've just found what works for me. And the other thing that I realized when I was going through this is I make products go a long way. Uh, I recently realized that I hadn't bought mascara in a year. What? And I use mascara every day. Wait. So I, used I might to be doing through, it wrong. I used to literally go through a tube of mascara a month. What? Wait, yeah. Okay. You're both doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. For one, that's really bad in like hygiene terms because you can get lots of eye problems. Are you telling me I have bad hygiene? No, I'm just saying that that's like, you're lucky you haven't got any like... M- like, you can get, like, mites and stuff in your eyes. Mites? Mm-hmm. Ew, what? Yeah, it's, like, bad to keep to use a mascara longer than, like, three months or something. Because it's, like, bad for... Okay, well, let's not shame the girl. Jeez. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I actually am sorry about it's that. It's between me and my eye mites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to your eye mites. No. I mean, I'm sure it's fine because you're fine. But yeah, so far so good. I did read that somewhere, yeah. Hmm. And also one a month is, like, sadistic. How do you do that? I put on a lot of mascara, many coats every day. This is why I had to get eyelash extensions. Yes. <laughs> I really want to dive into this because your eyelashes are looking great. But you also have incredible natural eyelashes. Um, Thank you. I don't think that I do, though. No, you, you do. do. They are luxurious. Mm. It's the kind of thing that, like, people would skin an animal for. Mm. Well, I mean, we could talk about my eyelash extensions <laughs> now, but I feel like we're talking about you. Yeah, so we sure, can come back true. to that. Um, oh, wait. But, and before you say what you're going to say, um, what is your beauty routine? Mm-hmm. Like, can you talk us through those products you were saying that are your, like, staples? Yeah, sure. So every day in the morning, I'll splash my face with water. Um, and no, that's not all that I oh. do. <laughs> Don't worry about like, that. I want to kill myself. Oh, is there nothing worse? There's So a bit of a sidebar. There's this illusion that there are, like, beauty secrets and people will always be like i just drink a lot of water mm. it's a beauty secret and it's not mm. everyone needs water to survive and some people are more naturally beautiful than others Literally. thanks to genetics mm. but um yeah i am not someone that is going to tell you that i just drink lots of water thanks amelia <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i splash my face with water just to kind of get the night's the stuff off um by stuff i mean whatever product i put on the night before and then i use a uh toner which is the p50 toner from biology research which how much was that that was a hundred dollars but it lasts me a year Mm, you only use a couple of drops or so Mm. yeah uh and i refuse to use those cotton pads because I think it's really wasteful. Um, oh, yeah. Using mm. sunblock every day mm. is like a lot. So mm. I um, just sprinkle it on my hand and then put it on my face. And that still works fine? Of course it does. It's the exact same thing going on your face. Mm. 
Um, just not via a cotton thing. True. Um, I wash yeah. my hands beforehand just in case you're worried about my hygiene in general <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I genuinely think you're a very hygienic person. <laughs> no, I'm more like, I can't believe I bought into this game that you need cotton pads. Like, duh, of course you don't need them. Well, I mean, it depends on the product. You can't just slosh pixie glue on your face. Like, you yeah, obviously need it. Biologique research is like pixie glue. They are the exact same thing. But isn't it exfoliating? Don't you need the cotton to like wipe no, off the dead skin? You into this game too. Exfoliant, and it's doing that without you having to do that. Hmm. Just interesting. You know, when you towel off your face, you're going to be removing any of those dead skin cells. So, yeah, single use products not a good thing for the earth. So hmm. try and minimize those. Hmm. Um. Then I use a moisturizer. I use the La Roche-Posay Tolerane range. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about the only thing that my skin likes. So it's a shame because it's a really small tube and it's about $35. So. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How no often, good. how quickly do you go through them? I reckon every couple of months. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, that's like no- yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... I put makeup on. I do my brows mm. um, and mascara. Only a tiny bit, guys. You don't need much. And I really am sorry to be shaving you on it. I just, it just it lasts forever. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. What? So, what do you do at night then? Um, oh, I haven't finished my makeup. Oh. Do you want to hear the rest of my makeup? Yeah, I do. Um, concealer. Yeah. Bit of blush. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Oh. Yeah. No foundation during the day? No foundation during the day. I use foundation for special occasions, which is probably why my latest foundation, I think, has been around for two years. This is so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I should probably start throwing things away. Yeah. What foundation is it? It's also La Roche-Posay. It's their BB or CC cream, and it's mm. just a tinted moisturizer. You're telling me your foundation is a tinted moisturizer? Well, I find it too thick, and I mix it with a moisturizer <laughs> so that I can... Josie is so offended I right now. I am literally Josie so and her acne offended. is like, fuck you. <laughs> my acne is like bursting off my face right now. I'm like, <laughs> 20 pimples just exploded at once in pure rage. <laughs> I love you, Amelia, with that kills me <laughs> it's okay we all have our different journeys mine involves acne that's okay <laughs> well I, I have an anecdote about that that i can tell you about later about my acne journey oh that's that's the whole reason that you were helping me with mine because Indeed. you've been through it yeah that's true oh well i take it back you i don't begrudge you your beautiful skin because <laughs> you came from a dark place <laughs> thanks yeah, yeah yeah it's been a real journey um, and yeah, in the evenings I use a, uh, retinol. Yeah. Um, also sunscreen. You no. don't use sunscreen? Are you Wait. kidding me? You have such pale skin. I Wait. I mean, you're very lucky you haven't visibly aged already, but you need to start wearing sunscreen, girl. <laughs> I, know. I know. But then that makes me think it's a scam because Amelia's just beautiful and ageless. And I'm like, why am I spending fucking all this money on sunscreen no, no, oh, sunscreen yeah, is not like a scam <laughs> sunscreen is not a scam it's like the mm. one thing that's not a scam yeah that's is true sunscreen a scam <laughs> i do that later i wear it if i'm going into the sun let's be clear i'm not not being sun safe i just don't wear it every day yeah okay that's fine is it i mean look two things i think one thing 
<laughs> in the year 2019, people who don't A, use retinol, B, wear sunscreen every day, only have themselves to blame for aging. But like I said, you're doing well at the moment. But you should really start wearing Well, she's doing half. You're using make. retinol. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she should, should extra be wearing sunscreen. Well, oh, yeah, if you use retinol, retinol actually, makes yeah. your extra your skin extra like sensitive to the sun. Yeah, yeah. Look, what sunscreens are you both using so I can feel like I know where to go? The Mecca one. It's good. Oh, that oh yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Nah, it's not no, that it's bad. It's like 30 bucks for like a big yeah, tube, Yeah, right? a huge tube is 38. And I I started out using the mini travel size tubes that are like $16. And I swear to God, I've like not even got it through a single tube. They just last forever. Yeah. yeah. I actually used the La Roche-Posay one. So you would uh-huh. like that for sensitive, um, sensitive eyes. Because I have a problem with, I have oily eyelids as well. And so if I get sunscreen in my eyes, I'm like, ah. Um, <laughs> and I think that's like $27 from Priceline. Okay. But it, it would only last me like two months or so. No, I get the Mecca one. I think I, think I should. Yeah. I need to change it up. But I really like the fact that it doesn't go into my eyes. I... <laughs> I don't understand where you're putting it that it's getting into your eyes. <laughs> like I'm outside, I'm sweating, I'm like squinting and then somehow it just gets into my eyes. I guess I have a fringe so I don't even put anything on my forehead. Also, you don't have oily eyelids, so you have some no, privilege. I do have, I do have oily eyelids. Thank you, Josephine Parsons. Uh, oh, you don't know my eyelids. Um, also, you said that you put on like 16,000 coats of mascara and I've never seen it smudge once. So therefore, I don't believe you have oily eyelids. Yeah. I've got eyelash extensions. That's, that's not the oily eyelid life. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, look, maybe I just don't know my privilege re-eyelids, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I feel like mine are pretty oily. I'm always wiping oil off them. Stop trying to be like <laughs> I'm us. Always, I'm always slicking off. I am. <laughs> Every <Yeah>. day. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that's a depressingly, like, simple routine. Oh, good. I'm glad that I can depress you <laughs> and hopefully all of your listeners. <laughs> no. Can I um, give you a stat that will make you feel good about yourself? Okay. Um, I did some research and the average Australian woman spends $3,600 per year on beauty. What? Really? Do you know where I got that from, Josie? You shouldn't be surprised because it's from an article you wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. As soon as you said, do you know where I got that from? I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I did write that article. Well, I wonder how many things I'm indirectly buying for beauty mm. so i yeah. tied up hair makeup skincare mm. but supplements supplements mm. yeah i am definitely someone who gets sucked in by a good supplement mm. and a superfood and a smoothie that mm. happens to have ingredients that are meant to make you glow like anything that says that it's going to make me glow i am there oh. i am trying that like mm. that powder i feel like that you inner gonna... glow powder yeah. yes i do still want it but it's so expensive i want it too and it's like get out of my brain mm. like why do i want this fucking powder that says it's going to make my skin glow because it probably won't but mm. i just want to see for myself and those things this is i don't know if this is the same thing but it's like drinking collagen i'm like yes yeah uh, like I need, I'll get collagen however I can, like inject it into me or drink it, like whatever it takes. I definitely want collagen powder, but I'm pretty sure it's not like it's proven to work really well in your nails and your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't really seen changes in like your skin elast- elasticity. Mm. It's what I've gotten the vibe from so far. Mm. It comes from cow hooves or something, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Just an FYI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The key to beauty. Cow hooves. 
Mm. Mm. Um, Katie, will you tell us how much you spend on beauty in the year? Yes, and this will also make you feel good, Amelia. So I, I actually don't know how much I spent last year because I didn't keep track of it, but I know how much I spent so far this year. So it's May, and I've spent just under fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! What have you been doing? Well, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> so that you look like, great. <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> Money well spent. <laughs> um, I mean, the big expenses in that is, I think I talked about this on our first episode. I got that $350 worth of laser that oh, I just bought. Right. Yeah. An investment. Um, had my first session the other day, by the way. Holy fuck. That was so painful. I was like, give me a belt to bite down on. What? Um, anyway, and then I worked out how much I've spent on my eyelashes so far this year. Oh, no. Mm, $485. Oh, wow. This yeah. year alone? Yeah. I saw on Twitter once someone had, like, done the maths for how much it costs you to do it for a year, and it's, like, three grand or something. <gasps> it's kind of unjustifiable. Is the average Australian getting eyelash extensions? Is that where all the money's going? Yeah. $3,600. Yeah. yeah. So, what? how often do you need to get these done? Uh, every, generally every three weeks. But this, like this week, I'm getting it done. Like I'm getting it done in a couple of days' time, which will be two weeks instead of three. But then two weeks is like slightly less expensive than getting it done every three weeks. But that's just because I have this event on the weekend and I want them to be like mm. pew pew. Right. Have you seen the horror story pictures online of what happens when they go wrong? Yeah, so that's what happens when people go to shitty nail salons and get technicians who don't know anything about eyelashes to do it. Like, mm. if you just go to some shitty nail salon and they've just decided to start doing eyelash extensions and they glue your lid shut and rip out all your lashes, you just got to go to a dedicated lash place. And if you stop doing it, are your lashes none the worse? Um, that remains to be seen. I've had at least two nightmares where I've got my eyelash extensions taken out and all my eyelashes have been gone. Um, yeah, no, that really remains to be seen. Oof. Yeah, oh it does worry me. But like when one of the times I got them done, I asked the lady who was doing it, I was like, are all my lashes still there? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. And she could have just been lying to me, but she's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, but I think, I think they fall off. They're meant to like, what's meant to damage them is when they, get done shittily and people put like really heavy ones on like put on way too many and it's like more weight than they can handle so Mm. like from what i've what i read if you go to a good place they're just not going to do a shitty job like that so it's you're not going to have that problem but again i don't know yet sounds like a lot of work it sounds like a lot of work and it's that's pretty expensive it's the cost is hard to justify (laughs) it's hard to justify because it's like it's not like laser where it's an actual investment because once i finish lasering my legs and i never have to shave my legs again and that is worth any money but yeah this is just burnt money but you know what i fucking love not having to put mascara on Mm. it's so good i just wake up i go like Mm. i don't need to do makeup anymore i mean you essentially get three hours back in your day that you spend doing <laughs> I, um, I mean pretty much <laughs> oh my god I get my eyelashes tinted when I remember to do you really as a blonde lady I have mm. virtually mm. non-existent invisible lashes so getting them tinted does mean that I can for about a week there I'm confident enough to go out without mascara but um 
then the blonde ones start growing back in. And I'm like, mm, mm. time to. Mm. Maybe I should look use into that. Use a smidgen, just a tiny bit. Yeah, I don't know why you don't do that. Well, then that also makes sense. Thanks, Katie. That also <laughs> makes sense as to why you don't use that much mascara. Yeah, look, mascara still has that thickening yeah. benefit. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So you're not going to roast me for how much I spend on eyelash extensions? No, I think that you you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> and roasting is not necessary. Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to roast you for that? No, no. It no, I just like you want me to roast no, you. No, I don't even want you to roast They're me. Roasting I just was bracing for... for that was roasting. essentially... That was a friend equivalent of saying, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, but... No, I'm like addicted. I don't want to stop, man. I don't want to stop. What? They look great, but I just don't get it. You have great yeah, I don't eyelashes. Get it. Like noticeably great natural eyelashes. I think that my face looks like I look sick and tired when I don't have mascara on. I think that too about myself, not mm. about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, especially because I have dark hair dark features it's like when you don't have that darkness in your lashes i don't know it just washes you out a bit mm. and mascara is just like the one makeup that i had to wear every day like i wouldn't mm. bother putting on foundation or anything but i was like i just need to have mascara on or i look like shit mm. and i don't know it's just like i feel like i have this freedom with eyelash extensions where it's like i don't know yeah like i wake up on the weekend and i don't have to fucking waste half an hour before I go to the cafe to get breakfast putting on makeup like I just Mm. have a shower and then I leave it's uh, like it's actually liberating Mm. I feel like that's how I would feel if I didn't have acne yeah (laughs) sad (laughs) um what is like what is the income level the lowest income level you would reach that you would say I can I have to cut out eyelash extensions from my, my life I mean one might think that me not having a job would stop me from getting <laughs> eyelash extensions but no um, you're a freelancer you've got to stop saying I it like know, you're unemployed I know it's just funny I'm making a joke um, yeah I don't know I mean I think it would obviously have to be the first thing to go if I was actually struggling financially but I don't know like I can't really give you a, a sum because I just don't know yeah because like I don't even know how much money I make at the moment you know it's like yeah like, at the moment, I feel like I can afford it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. 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 I accept that. Um, do you guys want to know how much I spend on beauty in a year? Yes. Mm. So this is for last year, and this is pretty bad, although considering that statistic, that um, stat that you just said before, it's not that bad, but it's two thousand and twenty-two ninety-nine. That's, That's fine. how much I spent in beauty last year. Is yeah, that's almost as much as I spent in May. This is considering I wear make I wear foundation, like full face of makeup every single day. Um Do you wanna know what the dumbest thing you did last year with beauty was? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Is this an intervention? Please, please tell me. No, it's just relevant to the conversation. Remember when you went through that phase, you're like, I'm gonna find a cheaper foundation and you bought like five mm. cheap foundations in a row that all look terrible. And I was like, Tracy, just you should have just bought the expensive one I that actually looks that good. I did that. Oh, there was like this awful. <laughs> the brand is like Berjou from Bourjois oh, from yeah. Priceline, Priceline, and it had the most strong fragrance. It smelled like <gasps> a, like an old lady's cupboard, mm. and I like just slowed that shit on my face every single day. It can't yeah. be good for your skin to have that much. No, 
What was the one that you wore to work and you were like, I was like, oh, what happened to your face? <laughs> and you were like, I got a new foundation, is bad. And I was like, mm. You're like, mm, it's not good. What was that one? Maybe a Revlon number. Oh, yeah, that seems all right. Like, some, yeah, act, I'm pretty sure it was Revlon because I was like, a Josie. Um, but frugal, I kept wearing it for like another six weeks. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, that was a really bad phase. It was in the name of frugality, but I ended up spending a lot of money and then sandaled on, like, the clinic one I always use anyway. And my mum works at a popular department store in Australia and gets a 20% discount. <laughs> is so, it David Jones? Uh, or is it Maya? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not naming names. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a bad phase of mine. Um yeah, I forget what I was saying. I mean, I feel like you were just really throwing anything at the wall during that period and hoping for the best. Yeah. The most devastating catch-22 of um, having acne and, like, just having terrible skin in general is that you can't not wear makeup, but makeup probably makes your skin mm. worse. Yep. Mm. And so it's, like, this horrible cycle where, yeah, it's mm. just not good. Which yeah. is also the catch-22 of, like, spending money on beauty as a woman. It's like, you have to spend money to be taken seriously. Mm. But the more money you spend, like, the less you have to, oh. like, better your life in other ways. That is so true. Or the more money you spend, the less you're taken seriously. Because then there's a lot of people who are like, oh, she wears too much makeup. Or she has this Oh, totally. Too much. And then you're vain yep. and then you're stupid. Exactly. As opposed to actually being, like, perceptive and realizing how people judge and perceive you. And this is backed by statistics Mm. because a woman is perceived as more serious in the workplace if she's wearing makeup. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They've done studies on this. So it's not just an assertion. Mm. It's backed by facts. Mm. And um, this is anecdotal, but uh, I remember one time at work when I had a job, um, someone saying about a girl they were in a meeting with that like, oh, like her nail polish was chipped and I was just like looking at her like, why don't you just like take better care of yourself or something? Like that's literally what happens. That really, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising though. Yeah. But that's like, and I mean, I know no one here would do this, but I get so frustrated when people say things like, oh, but you just don't have to spend money on makeup. Like, you, You just don't have to do it. And it's like, Thank you. Thank you. I had no idea that I didn't have to participate in this. Like, like it must be so nice to feel like you can opt out of that, but it's just not an option for me. No, Mm. it's not an option for most women. Mm. And the beauty industry has really stumbled on a good thing lately about talking about how empowering it is and how great it makes you feel to look Mm. after your skin and self-care and all of that stuff because Mm. it means that people justify it to themselves in a different way i feel like there is less scrutiny on that beauty myth stuff that we Mm. used to talk about but then Um, but then i feel like it's a trap as well because then that's how i justify it to myself to spend a lot of money on beauty if you know what i mean like i will be like it's okay because like because it's self-care yeah yeah i mean like everything is self everything everything is justifiable as self-care yeah like that's Mm. (laughs) why it's a shitty concept sometimes Mm. but no i remember in high school before we were well before we were in this current beauty moment of like beauty as being empowering or self-care or somehow like morally worthy i kind of obsessively had these beauty rituals that i maintained and it was just like 
I don't know. It was just like how I managed to live in my skin. And it's just always been how I've managed to live in my skin as a person who has like terrible self-esteem and like, so are you saying you invented self-care? <laughs> no, no. It's like the opposite of that. I'm saying, but I don't know. I just think I've always found beauty a way, a flawed way, like a, you know, a problematic way, a way that buys into it, but a way of coping with like hating the way you look mm-hmm. like that's what it kind of is, right? Wait. I don't hate the way I look, but that's been a journey. But I have always had those rituals as well. Mm. And it's something that I think I was just introduced to when you would read those girls' magazines like Dolly and Girlfriend, and they would all talk about that sort mm. of stuff as it was almost this introductory level of, you know, taking care of yourself as a woman. Mm. But my mum actually used to be a um, saleswoman for Colour Me Beautiful, which is kind of like um, Avon in that they sell makeup products, but they also do your colours. Oh, I know all about doing your colours. (laughs) (laughs) Katie and I are always talking about our colours. I'm a spring. Mm -hmm. I'm a winter. I'm Uh, an autumn. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Planet. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she would have all of the different resources that you use for, you know, doing women over in the house all the time because that was what she did for a living. And it would be, you know, the different swatches to test colours against people's faces, but also makeup testers. And she would have um, the discounts that she could get on the skincare products. So that was stuff that I had available to me from a very young age. And I could just use a tester I would play with testers as a kid all the time. Can you imagine having access to beauty testers as a kid? Yeah, outrageous, isn't it? Like, you'd just go wild. Any kid that gets into their parents' beauty cabinet kind of experiments a little bit. Mm. Uh, So it has been normalized for me in that way that I started wearing makeup when I was 12. Like, I was wearing foundation whoa oh god it was absolutely unnecessary yeah like 12 year old skin is what people pay a lot of money yeah. for. i know I unless know. you were me as a 12 year old also did you acne. literally already have acne at 12 yeah i started having acne at 11 oh my god which is when i got my period oh okay i'm cutting that out <laughs> <laughs> do not cut that out do not I swear to God, we're leaving that in. I swear to God, Josie, it's funny. It's fucking funny. <laughs> well, I just like woo, really came out of my mouth. God, that must have like really messed you up. Yeah, it's why I fucking spend so much money on skincare. Why I wear makeup every single day. Oh. Josie, what's your money content this week? Thank you for asking, Katie. Uh, so at the moment I'm reading 100 Years of Dirt by Rick Morton. Do you like it? I actually do, yeah. Hmm. Why? I'm oh, just curious. What is it? This one? Have you seen the Haven't you read it? No, I haven't seen it and I haven't wow. read it. Oh, really? So 100 Years of Dirt by Rick Morton. So Rick Morton is a journalist for The Australian? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And um, this book is pretty much about his upbringing in rural Queensland and... He pretty much had an abusive, no good father and his mom ended up having to leave with him and his brother and his sister. And his brother also like got burned alive. But like, yeah, that was horrific. Yeah. But lived. So you've read it. Yeah. Oh, so did you like it? 
Um, it's a three-star book for me. Okay. Yeah. But I really like the chapter zero-sum game where he talks a lot about, like, him growing up with his mum and, like, when they when his mum left his dad and, like, how difficult that was financially for her and sort of how that impacted the rest mm. of his life. And so this part in particular, I wanted to read an excerpt. In my close friendship circle, my curiously disastrous financial affairs are the subject of jokes. I am a garbage bin fire of poor life choices powered by a beating heart. Guilty as charged. I feel anger too, not at mum or my upbringing, but at a system that equates hard work with success and views families like my own as inherently flawed. After all, if you just work hard, everyone gets a shot at the middle class, right? Those left behind in a land of opportunity must be deficient or lazy or plain uninterested. But social mobility is not a train you can you get to board after you've scraped enough, together enough for the ticket. You have to build the whole bloody engine. Some have nothing to work with except a spoon and a hand-me-down, psych- and hand-me-down psychological stress. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we've seen studies that talk about how stress actually makes you... Uh, impairs your decision-making ability. So the money stress actually means that people are more likely to make poor decisions with their well, money. T- totally. And then he like in the, on the next page, he says like, he speaks about this kind of a lot. And he says a 2015 Harvard university study found that those on incomes of less than 30,000 us paid a 2% premium on everyday goods and services. Mm. So it literally costs more to be mm. poor. Well, yeah, it's just a thing of like, you can't afford to buy things in bulk mm-hmm. because yeah. you just don't have that much spare money like there's this scene in atlanta that i just always think about where um earl which is donald glover the main character um this guy kind of takes his iphone or like takes some amount of money he has and he's like oh i can get you like three times this and he's like cool because he's fucking broke and needs money and then he goes to the dude and he's like hey like where's my money and he's like oh yeah yeah like i'll give it to you in like a few months like once it's like Mm. you know come back oh shit and he's like poor people can't afford like poor people stay poor because they can't afford to like invest and Mm. do those things like all i can all i can do with my money is get through this week and then get through the next week like i can't be thinking three months ahead Mm. totally and that's like we were talking last week about the flawed logic in there being a moral value and hard work. And this Mm -hmm. is exactly why that is like the, the idea that hard work is responsible for success is just a way for the ruling class to make poor people feel like it's their fault for being poor when it's not, it's it's just extremely hard to change your class status in life. It's extremely hard to change your class mobility. Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I feel like um, this book is really interesting. Look at, and he, like he, he also you would know Katie, but Amelia. He also talks about how his older brother becomes addicted to ice, mm-hmm. and like how his brother has just like a completely different trajectory to him. Mm. And yeah, it's just like that really thin line between like what society deems as a success and him going on the right path, mm. so to speak, and someone not, mm. so to speak, again. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think I'm really enjoying it. It's good. Okay, so my money content. I'm genuinely sorry that I've used something from the cut again. I just was busy. Katie, (laughs) 
I, I was busy and I was like, I need money content. I Did you get stuff? I've seen money content on the cart lately. Yeah. Um, Did you like, dig through the archives? <laughs> no, no. I was like, the actual article wasn't that good. But anyway, it has some talking points that maybe are interesting to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm busy. Anyway, the, the, this article is called How Scammers Trick People Into Thinking They're Wealthy. Oh, yeah, I read this. Ooh, I yeah. didn't read this. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's not the most interesting article. Good headline, not a great article. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, basically talking about how people adopt the, I don't know, mannerisms of the rich and what those are. And that it's things like, oh, like, not necessarily wearing lots of labels or dressing in this super flashy way, but, like, always having your nails really perfect because that's evidence of, like, the fact that you go and get a weekly manicure or your hair always looking nice because <laughs> like Amelia, you get your hair done every six weeks. Like, mm. and it's all the- part of my scam. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like the little telltale signs of the rich. And I remember, I, you know, I was saying that I have a weird thing about my body hair. I have it to a lesser extent with my nails as well. Like, like I just, like I feel like a worthless person if my nails are trash. Like, I mean, clearly my sense of self is so bound up in the way I look, but this isn't therapy, so I'll, I'll keep this short. Um, but I remember one time I heard in, like, high school or something, Delta Goodrum on the radio or read her in a magazine or something saying that she, like, she judges people's nails, like, she notices people's nails. And I've just had that in my head ever since as, like, I don't know, just oh, this is, like, a sign, like, this is an indicator of, like, whether you're trash or mm. not. Um, well, you've canceled. got Delta's approval now. Yeah. Great nails, but yeah, mine are often filthy. So, yeah. I mean, we've spoken about mine. Um, Troublesome. Yeah, but I don't know. It's some quotes from this article that I liked were um, talking about this idea of a halo effect, which I hadn't heard of before, which is. And I quote, a psychological phenomenon where we assume that because you have one positive quality, you probably have others too, even if those qualities are unrelated. Like, oh, he's handsome. He must have a nice family. Or she's well-dressed. She's probably smart. Oh. You know, like, I feel like beauty kind of ties into that. Like, Oh, like, if you have good skin, like, oh, you must, like, you must be a healthy person or something. Yes. When they're probably not actually related at all. Yeah, yeah. that's so mm. true. I always think like, I don't know. Like I look at myself and think, Oh, do people think like, I generally eat pretty healthily. Mm. And I'm like, I wonder if people think that I'm unhealthy because mm. of my skin. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. I think it kind of goes back to that stuff we were talking about before about makeup, making you seem more professional. Mm. Yeah, And, like, we always say, Josie, like, one of the signs of secret rich is that they have secret rich hair. Yes, and that is so true. There's, like, a North Shore hair. There's, like, there's just certain type of hair. Is North Shore secret rich? Yeah. Well, that, yeah, if they don't tell you they're from the North Shore, then it's a secret. Oh, they're not, like, currently living on the North Shore. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's where I grew up. Yeah. No, but there's that's a, a ca- I think that's a catch-all term for secret rich, actually. So yeah, I when don't we wanna... say North Shore, we just mean anyone rich. Like... It could, yeah, it could be anywhere. It could be in Penrith, for all I know. <laughs> no, North but there's like this certain rich. look. I don't know. Like rich people just have great hair. They do have great hair. They can afford to go to the hairdresser all the time and like spend all like get all these nice products for it. But it's like something else, like the but it is there so, or something. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Do they have really good hair dryers or something? I don't know, but I remember <laughs> clearly in high school writing a short story about 
a netball team I versed and they were from a fancy suburb with shiny hair. Yes. Like I've always thought this. Oh, they have Mason Pearson brushes. Oh God, those <laughs> things are a racket, aren't they? Yeah. Like $200 they? or something. They're a hairbrush that yeah. costs hundreds of dollars. Yeah. <gasps> this is meant to make your hair... I don't know. I don't, even I don't know. know. I've never brushed my hair with one, yeah, so I don't, I don't brush know what hair. they do. But they're meant to make it nice. But there was one more quote that was good. And it was kind of about, like, how scammers get away with scamming and pretending they're rich, like, you know, Anna Delby, for mm. instance. Um, my queen. This article says, and really, is it so hard to lie about money? Most people would rather avoid the topic entirely, which means the con artist doesn't need to say much. Mm. In fact, the more yeah. obscure a person's wealth seem, the, seems, the more plausible it becomes. Once we hear vague allusions to can or grandparents' railway, railway business, we'll assume the rest. As a society, we have an uneasy relationship with wealth, and con artists are incredibly good at exploiting that. Yeah, that's so true. Like, yeah. Yeah, you never just, say to someone, like, oh, yeah show me a bank account then mm. if you're such a rich person. Like, you would just never do that. Yeah. Mm. So, rich people, if you don't want to get scammed, maybe acknowledge that we all need to talk about our money a bit more so that the Anadelvies of the world can't take advantage of you. That's my... me extending an olive branch to the rich. <laughs> <laughs> So, Katie, what's your money yay for the week? Um, my money yay for the week is that, once again, I have completely overcommitted myself in the amount of work that I can do. Yay. Which, uh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> which means I uh, might have some kind of breakdown uh, in the next fortnight, but at least that's I'll frugal. be getting paid for it. <laughs> no, but, you know, that's good. Financial security and all that. Um... Yeah, my money nay. My money nay is not so much a nay as just a complaint that I'd like to make. Pending transactions. Can they suck my dick? Like, they are so confusing. So, last night I was like, hmm, what's my bank balance? Went to check it. Okay, so what firstly admittedly confuses things is that I have a $2,000 overdraft. Mm -hmm. So, it says, like, my available funds is always 2000 and what my actual available funds is. Yeah. But then it's like your account balances is totally different some because that's like the money you have actually minus your pending transactions. And then, yeah, yesterday I got this invoice paid and it like said, oh, you've been paid $200. And I'm like, cool, but it wasn't coming up in my balance yet. And so I was like, wait, what? Have I already spent this $200? Yeah, I know exactly what And I'm mean. like, can you just give me a fucking sum? Like, can you just tell me how much is in my bank account? And you know why you get pending transactions from tapping your card? But I'm like, it's 2019. We all tap our cards. Just make it go through automatically. Like, does it have to pend? It's driving me crazy. Well, I think That's the all. pending is just in case someone steals your card. I literally, I'd rather have my money stolen than dealing with these fucking pending okay. transactions every day. Knock on wood. Don't. <sighs> Whatever. No one's going to steal my money. <laughs> Bigger fish to fry. Um, Amelia, what's your money? Yay. Uh, I just, uh, with my partner, purchased an investment property and it settled on Monday. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And I think the yay is not so much that we like bought the property. It's going to be an investment. We're going to have to rent it out and all sorts of things, but it's just that the stress of that is over. It's this huge money stress. Like uh, I've not necessarily experienced before, even just transferring the deposit feels nerve-wracking it's just a incredible amount of money that you're 
transferring in the same way that you transfer your friends cash for like imagine if they got dinner. lost somehow mm. exactly. what if you got the account number wrong by one digit oh. Oh. and it was someone else's lucky day <laughs> <laughs> um, but that all went really smoothly and now you know we do have this sort of you know beginning of something that hopefully we'll be able to provide us a bit of comfort in the future that's quite literally the best money yay ever. Yeah, like that's the peak of money yeah. yays. I can't believe my money yay is like, mm, I'm going to be able to pay your rent again. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a home. <laughs> I don't live there though. That's the thing. It's impossible to buy property in Sydney. Uh, and it, this is in Tasmania. So, yeah. Yes. Well, Still pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, very yeah. happy for you. Yeah. Do you have a money nay or is your money nay... The fact that you bought <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's not. Although hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully it never will be. Um, we went to Tasmania on the weekend uh, with some friends. It was just a coincidence because we'd booked this trip before we'd bought the place and um, knew that it was settling uh, after the weekend. But um, we spent the weekend just eating and drinking everything and completely emptied the share bank account. Um, How much did you spend? Oh, Katie, what? <laughs> I think this between us, it'd be around eight hundred dollars. On eating, yeah. drinking, actually, that's is not that, that bad. including accommodation? No. no. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, this was a real splash out affair. You had to celebrate. Well, yeah, yeah, arguable. <laughs> I think it's probably time to tighten the belt. Yeah, but that's all right. That's yeah. yeah. Cool. I have the worst money nay that I've had in the history of this podcast. Oh, what have you done? No, start with the nay. (laughs) Well, okay, my yay. I got got, um, a article commissioned, so that's like some extra money, which is cool. What's the article? I'm not telling you on air. (laughs) Weirdo. (laughs) I'll tell you later. Um, Which is cool, so I'm happy about that. Um, My money yay. Ooh. Nay. Ooh. Oh, nay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it's funny because, like, if you Google me, I've written two articles about this very financial thing that um, it preys on women just like myself. Um, so you should therefore be wary about it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, Josie. Did you sign up for an MLM? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. That's exactly where my mind went to. I was thinking, oh, she's bought some doTERRA again. (laughs) Um, No, I signed up for Afterpay. You fucking idiot. You literally wrote an article about how people who get Afterpay don't get approved for home loans. I said that it could factor into it. Um, It was actually a very straight article. Um, But I also wrote another article before that saying it's not as bad as people make it out to be. But why have you got Afterpay? Because, speaking of beauty before, uh-huh. um, I actually really needed... And I feel bad because, like, literally last week's episode, I was like, I only buy skincare from Priceline. Um, but how much can change in a week? <laughs> so I just really needed my, like, skin's freaking out because as well as having acne, it's very dry um, and red and irritated because of the winter weather. So I just really wanted some go-to skincare. Um, and I remember that you can get it on Afterpay because Indy was talking about it on our episode two. And I just thought, I don't have the money for 
$160 worth of skincare right now. But if I got Afterpay, I could pay $40 over eight weeks. No. Yeah, eight four. weeks. Isn't it four weeks? Oh, no, it's four installments. Four installments. And it costs me no extra money. And plus, because we now have a finance, personal finance podcast, kind of, whatever this thing is that we're doing, it's like research. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I look forward to roasting you in eight weeks' time about how it's really fucked up your budget. No, because I'll factor it into my budget. Mm. Mm. And then if Alex and I ever apply for a home loan again, then I'll just cancel it. So it won't affect me. I don't think that's how it works. It is how it works. But it's going to be an inquiry in your credit file. It doesn't go on your credit file. Are you sure? I 100% am sure. How do you know? The fact, the reason that banks were saying no is because they could see it on your bank statements. It no, it doesn't go into your credit file. But I don't see how applying for any form of credit would not go on your credit it's file. It's not credit. But it is credit. But it's not. <laughs> that is weird that it's not credit. Like It is weird, but it's not. It, is in yeah. the, the definitional sense. Yeah, like why are they handing it out if they're not checking your credit first? Yeah, I don't know, but they are. But it's, yeah, they're not. Mm-hmm. Well, Josie, you've become what I always hated, so <laughs> congratulations. Well, did it not make up for some great content? <laughs> so you're fucking welcome. Okay, this is fucking hell. Okay, so just moments earlier you've admitted to me that you wouldn't buy a book for $20 for our book club, but you just spent $200 on skincare. I'm sorry. $160 for one. And for two, I need that skincare. I'm My skin's freaking out. And this is the other thing as well. I just, it's such a necessity to me because I've placed so much value in that stuff, which I really shouldn't, but. Do you not value book club? Like I do, but it's not as much of a necessity to me as skincare is. Well, you don't wow. have to come. All right, well, let's just end the podcast here because it's <laughs> fucking guys. over. You and me through. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> uh, I'll see you out. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. It actually helps us out a lot. So genuinely, please help us and do that. F- follow us on Instagram, Frugal Forever Podcast. We also have a Facebook group. It's up and running. I haven't really done anything with it just yet, but I will. So look up Frugal Forever um, and join our Facebook group. And talk about money there. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.